is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your fat jack wagons. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. Hopefully the orgasm of gluttony uh, served you well on Thanksgiving. I had uh, three platefuls, uh, Lundy, and uh, it's sweatpants only for the next month. Oh, oh, yeah. The, the, the amount of weight that gets put on over the course of these 45 days uh, is insane. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's calories, it's alcohol. It's um, basically, I think my family finds any excuse to put marshmallows on top of things. <laughs> um, just like anything you can find, dude, it just the food, the gluttony is all there, but so are the sports. Oh, Brad, I thought for sure. My Oregon State Beavers were going to take advantage of what oh. was an absolute shit fest out of Duke uh, in Portland yesterday. I thought they were going to pull it off just to be able to have that nice little feather uh, in their cap to start off the year. But unfortunately, they could not get a rebound there down the stretch. But man, that was fun to watch. Yeah, and they were catching plus 22 22 points in that game, and the other uh, hit in glorious fashion as well. Unfortunately, screw you, St. Mary's. For ruining my four-leg parlay, hit the first three legs. I thought that was going to be the easiest leg. I went to bed. I woke up this morning. I lost in overtime to the miserable Washington Huskies. But enough of college basketball. We'll have some of those selections in bonus time. We got to stay on the junior circuit and talk a little football americano um no we're not talking about uh soccer because i know nothing about the world cup and i'm sure the team usa is going to get their asses kicked by jolly old england uh but uh who in your opinion is going to rise the occasion this week against the spread give me your college football pick to click with a lot on the line for a ton of teams well you know brad um uh, I'd like to I'd like to discuss uh, this team right here uh, as I snag the helmet off the shelf behind me, the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon. Yes, I'm a homer, folks. I, screw you. I don't even care. I'm a homer. Uh, I'm taking Oregon State plus the three. Uh, they're at home. They're at Reeser. Um, I think this is a Ducks team that has some vulnerabilities. Oregon State can't make mistakes. I know that sounds like such a stupid Maddenism after we had the whole John Madden thing yesterday for Thanksgiving, yep. uh, but it's true. Uh, if, if Oregon State, if the quarterback can avoid making mistakes, if they don't turn the ball over, if they can actually do some sustained drives, keep the Ducks off the field, um, I think Oregon State's got the shot. So I'm going to take the plus three uh for the beebs in this one i think they managed to keep this one close the downside to it is that in the last eight meetings in corvallis the ducks are six and two against the spread so history is against me right now but i'm rolling with it anyway but i want to throw a bonus in real quick brad while we're doing bonus our, time, bonus time. our college football pick to click i'll have another one but i'm going to stay in the pac 12 really quick i'm taking washington state on the money line really? at the palouse uh, it's plus 110. I think the spread is like two. And I was like, now oh, screw it. Let me just take the Cougs uh, on the money line. I think this is Washington State's opportunity uh, to win the Apple Cup. So I'm taking them at plus odds. That's actually one of my favorites this weekend. Um, I think Washington State's going to get their ish together. And I think they take care of the Huskies. Where are you going on the junior circuit, my friend? Well, I'm going to chase some points, and hopefully this one's going to be a competitive contest. I like Iowa State, uh, plus the 10 against TCU, who barely won last week, had a lineup and split the uprights uh, to secure the victory and uh, remain undefeated all the season. I'm not saying the Cyclones are going to blow through the Horned Frogs uh, in this game in any way, shape, and form, but they're going to be 
uh, competitive. And I think they're going to put a scare into TCU. Why? Because Iowa State plays outstanding defense. Number eight in yards per play allowed at 4.4. Number five in college football in yards per carry allowed at 3.1. And number nine in points per game allowed, giving up 17.1. TCU, remarkable offensively. There's no question about that. Uh, they're averaging close to 500 total yards per game. Uh, over 200 rush yards per game. So it's strength versus strength. I just think that Iowa State can somewhat neutralize uh, this offense and Keandre Miller, and if they contain him, keep him under the century mark or right around that number, I think they're going to secure the cover here and lose this thing by seven or less. So I love the Cyclones plus the 10 against TCU with college football. Already those bets in the books. Let's get after with the NFL and another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Oh, let's do it, OGP, and come with me at BetMGM on this two-legger. I'm going to go Isaiah Pacheco, 65-plus rush yards on an alt line, and that's higher uh, than his standard rush yards line, which is up to 59-and-a-half right now. Uh, And I'm going to slap that together with Kansas City, minus 9-and-a-half, also on an alt line as the Chiefs, understandably, are favored by 15-and-a-half against the defending world champions uh, without Matthew Stafford, of course, without uh, Cooper Cup as well. Just a disaster, a completely unraveled season in the city of Angels, and it's probably going to be a capacity crowd of Chiefs fans. Uh, as a result, there in Arrowhead, uh, why would you travel if you're a Rams fan? It's pointless right now. Uh, you know, just continue to celebrate what happened last year. Go back, rewatch the Super Bowl, uh, and hoist your, you know, makeshift Lombardi trophy in glorious fashion as a result because uh, this season is just, uh, it's puke inducing. Uh, to say the least, for the L.A. Rams. But I love Pacheco here in the last couple of games. Uh, Lundy really coming on strong. He's a full forward running back, uh, the rookie out of Rutgers. Last couple of games, uh, he has seen 31 carries. He's gone for 82 yards on the ground and 107 on the ground, which he accomplished, of course, last week. I uh, peel back the layers of the onion. Excellent in the advanced and the latest categories as well. One of my favorites is yards after contact per attempt over those last two games. 3.45 in that category. That's top 10 at the position. Uh, you look at the Rams, a tough uh, paper matchup. No question about that. 4.06 yards per carry, allowing 81.2 rush yards per game. Uh, six running backs have gone over this, but again, with KC, a heavy favorite at home, positive game script expected, and uh, given the fact that uh, CH is also out, he's on injured reserve, it's going to be a whole lot of Pacheco early and often. I think it's uh, maybe over to 20 rush attempts in this game, so 65-plus rush yards, very achievable, and of course, Kansas City, I think, is going to blow past the Rammies. Uh, and I'm laying the nine and a half. So are you going to come with me on this OGP plus 145 at MGM? I think I might even just take Kansas City up to like 13 and a half. I think, I, I mean, I, I think they're going to absolutely wax them 
at Arrowhead on Sunday afternoon. So I think you can have some fun with some alt lines here. I mean, you took Pacheco's number up. Uh, I'm halfway tempted to take Kansas City's number up, which means I like this as it sits. Need the positive game script. Yes, as you said, on paper, the Rams would be able to slow him down. But as you just said, not if he's getting 20 carries because giving up 4.06 – do the math, folks. He's going to get up above this number because it's going to look, it's going to be a bad game script uh, for the Rams. They're going to keep handing off the ball, run the clock, get this thing over with, and everybody moves on to next week. Oh, get some dudes to buy that juice. Plus 145. Pound the rock, Pacheco. Number four. Oh, speaking of pounding the rock, uh, that's what this next uh, contestant is going to do on the price is right. And uh, the price is certainly that. Very right to plus 165. Deonta Foreman, anytime touchdown, Lundy. And a game that only gamblers could love. Uh, Sam Darnold led Carolina Panthers hosting the woeful and disappointing Denver Broncos. Uh, It's crazy that this is, uh, you know, plus 165 in my estimation. I also like uh, a little early bonus time, uh, Deonta Foreman on the over 55.5 rush yards, which is available at BetMGM at minus 115. You look at the Broncos. uh, Their biggest area of weakness has been defending the run. They're giving up 4.75 yards per carry, 98.7 Rush yards per game to the running back position. Foreman uh, has uh, got a ton of work inside the red zone. 18 total touches this season. He has scored a TD in two of his last four games. And a guy, uh, you know, over his last five contests, seeing 55.1% of the snap share. uh, Considerable yak after uh, contact or yards after contact per attempt, I should say. 3.19 in that category over the last five. So, uh, what should be, I think, also a positive game script. I think Sam Darnold, uh, he's not going to like, you know, show out like old school Jake DeLome or anything like that. But I think he's going to be somewhat respectable against a Broncos defense that is completely checked out and form and ball the belly. Uh, he's going to find the end zone splash six. And I'm going to score a winner here at plus 165 at Caesars. Fader follow. Uh, I'm going to follow on this one just because of what the Broncos have been doing uh, versus running backs over the last seven games. Five times they've given up over 100 yards. Remember, they started off the season. They actually looked pretty stout uh, defensively against the run first three games. And then the wheels came off uh, after that, not the least of which was the game in London with Travis Etienne. So give me an anytime touchdown here, especially at really positive odds. I disagree with you about the positive game script. Um, I think Mm. this is going to be an absolutely craptacular game. Um, I I think it's going to stay close um, because I think anything um, that an opposition gains by taking on this Broncos team right now is negated by the fact that it's led by Sam Darnold. So, you know, I I think this game is going to suck. I do like the over, by the way. I think it's going to be one of those that sucks because of just how bad it is across the board. Um, But I do like this anytime touchdown just because of how the Broncos defense has looked against the rush lately. Hey, you need an excuse to watch this awful game, bet on the out to Foreman. Number three. Oh, let's uh, go to a familiar name here on the Fade 5 podcast, and the number is still low, and it's still very viable on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I'm going to take the over 41.5 receiving yards. I had to do a double take 
frankly, when I saw this open on DraftKings at minus 115 and at tape time, it is still sitting there. And I, I'm scratching my head as to why. I, I don't really understand it. Uh, he's number 24 right now among all eligible wide receivers in ADOT. Average at the target, 12.4 in that category. Number 22 and yards per target at 9.5, and number 11 in contested catch rate. So even when he is seen in the rare instances, double coverage, or in man-on-man and being draped, he is winning a lot of those battles. He has been over this number in seven straight games, and really in many of those efforts in convincing fashion. Uh, he's been over 50 yards in all seven of those contests. Uh, sure, he gets some Carlton Davis. And people, you know, on the surface going to be like, oh, that's a difficult matchup. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, DB is a very talented dude. But he, look at the numbers that he has allowed this season, 12.1 yards per catch and over a 94 passer rating to his assignments. 13 wideouts have gone over 41 and a half. And given the big arm nature of the brisket, uh, I think uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones gets the job done here. Uh, another 50-plus, and the number here is just 41.5 receiving yards. Lundy, fade or follow, DPJ over again. That 41.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. I get nervous when I look at lines that don't make sense, right? right. I get nervous, Brad. I get nervous. You know why? Because the guys making those lines are a lot smarter than you and I are. I'm just saying. I mean, in in the grand scheme of things, dude, we're they're 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 the ones in the front of the classroom absorbing all the knowledge. <laughs> you and I are the ones in the back making spitwads out of drinking. The, actually, yeah, I think, and and we've got spitwads and the straw from lunch, and we're like shooting them at the cute girl a few rows up because we think that's you know that's how you flirt. You smack her in the back of the neck with a spitwad. Um, so I I really like this one. But again, I'm nervous about the fact that this has not moved uh, because I would think that this over is a no-brainer, and yet it's still sitting right there, which has me scratching my head and worried that those smart kids in the front of the classroom uh, know more than we do about what's going to happen here. So I'm following, but I really want to know why. Well, all I got to say to that is, I'll thank the nerds, Lundy. We're scoring a winner on DPJ. Number two. All right, uh, we'll see where your head is at on this one. Another soft line, at least in my estimation. I'm going to take the over on Travis Etienne, 17 and a half receiving yards against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and it's all about maximizing the matchup. You know, Baltimore has done a lousy job defending the short area of the field and the flat uh, this season. They've given up 5.8 receptions and 44.3 receiving yards per game to the running back position. 10 RBs have uh, gone over this number against them this season. And ETN, uh, a featured player, in the flat for uh, Trevor Lawrence and, of course, uh, all their familiarity going back to their Clemson days. This season, ETN averaging 15.1 routes run per game, 20.2 receiving yards per game, and 9.4 yards per catch, which is top five among running backs. He's hit the over uh, the, on this number six times this year. I think he gets to lucky number seven. So Travis ETN, fade or follow the over 17 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 
at DraftKings. I am on board as long as I am allowed to sit in that pool, uh, that hot tub thing in the stadium uh, in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking there's got to be a lot of chemicals in that, a lot of chemicals in that. The only way you can possibly make that thing uh, even remotely sanitized uh, is that you're probably bathing in just straight bleach um, <laughs> is what you're doing. No, I, I'm rolling with this. This is actually one of my favorite player props, my man, because of the numbers that you already gave out. The 44.3 that the Ravens are allowing per game is a big-time number. They are susceptible in that short. You look at the average that they give up per catch. It's right around 7, 7.3. If you can put that together, take ETN. Look, he might be able to do it on two catches. You're going to feel a whole lot better if he's got a third mixed in there. Um, but I, I really, really like this one. This is a spot of vulnerability for the Ravens, and I think Jacksonville knows it. And, oh, early tease. Stick around. I got another J-Ville jag that you're going to want to throw a player prop on. Ooh, soak those loins with a little Travis Etienne. Number one. All right, number one. Uh, this one's kind of off the radar for some people out there. Yeah, I'm going to feature a wide receiver who plays for the Tennessee Titans. Yes, in an offense that is completely structured around uh, running the football early and often with Derrick Henry. But I could not believe this line when it opened because it was even money, and I immediately grabbed it. Uh, and I, it's probably going to get juiced up. So uh, if you're listening to this pod, go check it out. Right and straight away, and if it's uh, you know below 150, minus 150, I would still take it, and that is Traylon Burks, uh, the rookie for the Titans on the over three and a half receptions. I grabbed this at plus 100 at BetMGM. You look at Burks, he's really come on here the last couple of games. Uh, 23 routes per game on average he has run over the last two contests, in which he's seen 14 targets. Uh, he went over to one. He went under to one on this receptions prop. Had three in one game and then seven last week. Uh, he is number 20 in catchable target rate. So when Ryan Tannehill has uh, lined him up in the crosshairs, he's getting the ball accurately to him consistently. And he is number five among all eligible wide receivers an average average separation per target. So he's, uh, you know, beating man coverage. And uh, as a result, Ryan Tannehill is taking some shots down the field with him. And the reason why I really like this line is he's going to get backup DB Cam Taylor Britt most often in coverage. And Taylor Britt on the season, Lundy, has given up an 84.6. Let me repeat that. 84.6 catch rate and 133 flat passer rating to his assignments. And Cincinnati as a collective have allowed 11 receivers to catch four balls or more in a game. So with all that information crammed into your cranium, fade or follow, Tradelon Burks over three and a half receptions, my top play of the weekend at plus 100 at BetMGM. Well, I wouldn't call it a top play, but hey, uh, it's got that plus sign in front of it, which uh, sounds pretty tasty. I'm not gonna lie, kind of like my seventh turkey sandwich. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm rolling with you on this one as well. This is a five for five. I hate these days, dude. I hate it when I follow on all five of your picks because we're freaking doomed when that happens. If we're ever in this good of a lockstep, it's always a problem. Something is gonna fail. God knows if you've been looking at my picks in the NFL that I have been awful all season long. So just do the opposite of whatever I say. 
That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's been absolutely terrible, people. My picks have been just just a shitstorm uh, in the NFL this year. I, I apologize in advance. Now, we've made up for it everywhere else, thank God. Uh, but good heavens, uh, the NFL has been mean to me. So I feel really, really bad because I feel like I may have done like the Jim Nance kicker jinx here uh, by agreeing with you on all five of your picks. Oh, good Lord. You know what that means? Fade the living daylight out of me or possibly Lundy. It's bonus time. What else you got for me on this uh, Friday or the weekend in general? Uh, let me roll with you with a handful more on the NFL docket. I promised you another Jacksonville Jaguar. Christian Kirk over five and a half receptions. That one sits at minus 120, pretty universally across the board. Um, he's been over in three out of his last four games, but most importantly, even when he was under, over these last four games, he has 38 targets. And his receptions prop sits at five and a half. Like I said, it is juiced. Uh, so I would take it by itself. And then uh, for those of you that like doing the SGPs, the OGPs, I would look for a four plus or a five plus number that you can throw in uh, to a one game if you want to. Brad was already talking about Travis Etienne. You can have some fun with that one. Let me go back to Carolina. As much of a craptacular game as I expect that to be, give me the over on 18 and a half pass completions for Russell Wilson. That one sits at a minus. 125. Carolina giving up an average of 22.9 completions to opposing quarterbacks. As bad as the Broncos offense is, I do think that Jerry Judy is going to be available to this team coming up this weekend. That helps them out a little bit as well. So you put all that together. I think Russ gets over 19 and a half on that pass completions. Three-leg money line for you in the NFL on Sunday. All three home teams all three teams I feel pretty comfortable to be able to get in the W column. Give me Miami, uh, give me Seattle, and give me Washington. If all three of those teams win at DraftKings, just straight money line, it is a plus 157. A uh, couple more in college football that I like. Brad, how about a one and done? You know how we like the one and done bets uh, when it comes to player props, right? Like we, we have a good time with those. You just I- flash immediately. Um, So here's a fun one for you. The team total for the Yellow Jackets against Georgia is six and a half. All I need is a touchdown. Just one touchdown out of Georgia Tech, which, by the way, they lost to Georgia last year 45 to nothing. But going all the way back to 2011, they have always scored at least seven points against the Bulldogs in the nine meetings before that. So I'm going to say a one-and-done bet on Georgia Tech, and I am going to throw shit at the television if they touch down and then go for two and don't get it, and I miss out on my prop. I'm telling you, that sort of thing could wind up happening. But that's another one that I like uh, in college football. In the game of the day, I'm sorry. I think the Buckeyes are too good. I'm laying the seven-and-a-half. Uh, yeah. Ohio State in that one. And then with your Illini and Northwestern, I'm on the under uh, at 38 and a half. Um, I like the under on that total. I just think this is going to be one of those that both teams uh, are going to struggle to score. Finally, uh, if you're listening to us early enough here on Friday and you're enjoying it, you know I've talked about the goal in the first 10 in hockey, but I've also shared with you something pretty remarkable, which is the New York Islanders. The New York Islanders have consistently not either scored or allowed a goal in the first 10 
over the course of the first 20 games of the season. As a matter of fact, it's only happened three times. And a no goal in the first 10 for the Islanders and the uh, Blue Jackets uh, and Columbus sits at a plus 125 tonight. So I'm playing that one. If you recall, I told you, if you had done nothing but bet the no gift all season, on the Islanders, you are up over 23 units. So I'm going to keep riding that bet uh, with the Islanders because even when it happens, it turns around like they, they are just consistently slow and playing really solid defense right out of the gate. So I'll take the no gift. That one's a plus 125. That one is at DK. I've got a ton more. Make sure you're checking out the spreadsheet. I yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. Yes, uh, and I got a ton of action. Across myriad sports on the spreadsheet as well. Let's stick with the college football theme here. Uh, I'm going to take San Diego State uh, on the money line at home against the Air Force. And I think they're going to ground the Falcons in this game. Uh, Air Force, number one in college football and rushing offense. They're averaging above 300 rush yards per game. But San Diego State is incredibly stiff in that capacity. Number 24 in college football and rush defense. They're giving up just 3.8 yards per carry. And they have won five of their last six games. So I like uh, the Aztecs on the money line at plus 110. Gets seduced by that Jews. Elsewhere in college football, uh, give me Coastal, or not Coastal Carolina, but uh, hit their opponent, James Madison, minus 14 in that game. Why? Uh, Coastal's uh, without their star quarterback and Grayson McCall. He is out for the season. Their backup Jared Guest only has completed 45% of his pass attempts this year. And JMU, uh, one of the most underappreciated teams in college football. They're number 26 in total offense nationally. Number 14 in total defense. Uh, they've been outstanding across the board this season. I think they beat the brakes off of Coastal Carolina in this game. So I'm going to lay the chalk there with James Madison. All right, back to the NFL, back to the player props market. Uh, I say DK Metcalf scores a touchdown. I uh, get that at significant plus money this week. Uh, I think I've seen as high as like plus 145. Uh, against Vegas, he's going to get uh, Sam Webb most often in coverage, who's given up a 72.7 catch rate and 98.3 passer into his assignments. Uh, you look at uh, DK, uh, you know, he's getting a ton of red zone looks, 14 in total on the season. He's number four among all wide receivers in that category. And Vegas has allowed eight touchdowns to wide receivers in 10 games played. I also love Miles Sanders on the over against the Green Bay Packers, 66 and a half rush yards. Green Bay, um, we'll document it on this podcast. Uh, they have been quite beatable on the ground, giving up 4.85 yards per carry, 131.9 rush yards per game. Nine rushers have gone over this number. And Sanders has uh, been over this six times in 10 games, seeing 69% of the opportunity share. Uh, and a guy, too, that is seeing very few stack fronts. Only 19.2% of the time he's seeing eight or more men in the box. There is no line out on this yet. But for the love of God, this probably would have been number one over Traylon Burks if I would actually got a line. But keep your eye out on Michael Carter receiving yards and receptions. The Bears, I mean, again, they're they're checked out defensively keep losing games get a better draft pick please and thank you as a Bears fan 
But Carter, uh, in four games last season with Mike White under center, averaged 60.5 receiving yards per game. White is a check down du jour, and he is going to be highly active in the past game. So whatever that you know, receptions number is, whatever the receiving yards is, you want to play them individually. You want to play them on an SGP, OGP. I don't care. I'm taking the over on Michael Carter, everything pass catching related. There. Okay, college basketball. Uh, I have an insane amount of action. And unfortunately, because of stupid St. Mary's last night, the gambling gods exacted the revenge against me. But tonight on the late night tip on this Friday, a two-legger money line, meaning they just got to win straight up. And their MTE, uh, I'm going to go with the Gonzaga Bulldogs for leg numero uno against the Purdue Boilermakers. I think Gonzaga... Uh, just has too much firepower offensively in this game for Purdue uh, to really muster the defensive energy to keep them at bay. Purdue has been relatively lousy from outside this season. And then give me the Sparty Party in Michigan State uh, to also score a victory. Uh, Michigan State taking on the Oregon Ducks. I know Lundy is all about, yeah, please, uh, let's fade Oregon. Uh, Michigan State has played murderous row so far this season. I know they lost by double figures to Alabama on Thursday, but this is still a top 40 team in offensive and defense efficiency. Oregon uh, susceptible defensively, number 78 in that category. Uh, and they're also turnover prone as well, coughing it up 21.4% of the time, which ranks 276 in college basketball. So if the Zags score the victory, if Michigan State scores the victory, uh, that is a very sexy plus 136 at BetMGM. So get in on that little two-legger action. And like Lundy said, I've got a boatload of additional college basketball picks. I'll have more throughout the entire day as I add to the spreadsheet and try to chase uh, units lost from last night. So, uh, yeah, those spreadsheets are available on Twitter. At Noisy Huevos, you can find mine. At Nate Lundy, where you can find his. Please follow us there. Also, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly. Helps out our podcast tremendously. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Go Beavs!